are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Thursday and thanks for keeping the Locked On Wildcats with John Schuster. I'm Mike Luke. All right. You know... You're more than merely, by the way. That is good. That is a good point. As we're both drinking a cider as we speak, we're pretty so, cool. We are cool. We are cool. You know what? <laughs> you know, locked on. If you're listening and you ever get a cider situation, uh, we got two of us right here. Yeah, I even know a sensei. Mm-hmm. Mm. You do, and a guy who's around at midnight. Mm-hmm. But That's correct. None. None of that has anything to do with what we're correct. about to talk about now but on we, the Locked On Wildcat. But we are going to make fun of ASU, though. And you we're going to do what? We're going to make fun of ASU a little bit here. Now, I want to I want to preface this by saying, and I've been beat up a little bit on the message boards, but you know what? I'm, I'll live with it. I still think AS, I, I'm picking ASU to win the conference this year. Um, we'll get to that here in a little bit. But for those of you that don't know or have been living under a rock, ASU is in a lot of trouble right now. And this was, I think, uh, encapsulated by the fact that their two lead recruiters have now been put on paid administrative leave, which... In this day and age, anytime you're put on paid administrative leave, you're probably not going to ever be do, performing that job again. Maybe you will, but... But it seems unlikely that seems uh, their connection unlikely. with ASU is going no. to continue. I don't know that there could, I don't know that those paychecks will continue. <laughs> yes. So here's what amazes me about this entire situation. A lot of times, I'm a big, speaking of ASU, I'm a big Barry Bonds fan. And big thing with Barry Bonds a lot of people talk about is why did you cheat? Because you didn't have to. Which I think is kind of what's going on here with ASU. ASU got caught by having doing a bunch of impermissible visits during the COVID period. ASU before this had already brought in multiple top 20 recruiting classes. And you know what? Nobody was really, you know, putting their fork or your fork in the sand, putting their, uh, <laughs> you know, putting their putting their staff in the sand. I'm going to go with that one, uh-huh. even though that's not the term. And saying, you know what, I'm going to go to... And I know the reason for that is that you fear the fork. So I understand that you want to go in a different direction. Anyway, I'm sorry. Naturally. But you had already done what you needed to do to build the foundation of a strong program. This was just being lazy. And on top of that, I'm sorry, having kids on campus during a pandemic, no matter what you think of covid good or bad, underreported, overreported, it's still a terrible look to have these kids on here because you know that the NCAA is probably going to come down on you. Well, it's here. a terrible look and you knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what you think, what, what your take is on how serious it ultimately was, you knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And the indications of what it appears that ASU did indicate that ASU knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. There isn't any there isn't any vague gray area here about how, you know, they couldn't figure out confusing regulations. Mm-hmm. They obviously, it, it appears, mm-hmm. they knew what they were doing and they knew that what they were doing wasn't on the up and up. So all the rest of it is immaterial. Here's my question. Then, then you're going from there. Go ahead. I think... I have a, I have a, you have a, an interpretation of laziness. I have an interpretation of greed. I think, mm-hmm. and I think you're right. And I think what the, it's, it, it's great to quote unquote build a foundation, 
But under Herm Edwards, on the field, ASU hasn't done crap. No, they haven't. They've been a 500 team. They've been a 500 football team. Mm -hmm. So it's great to say, and and I think there's reason to believe, that ASU has put all the pieces together to focus on this season. Mm -hmm. But what does that mean in the Pac-12? Does that mean they're going to be 15th at the end of the year and maybe playing in some variation of the version of the Rose Bowl? Or does that, that mean they're going to be a uh, top four team and play in the, in the national playoffs? Mm -hmm. What do you think it's going to be? I think that – I don't think they're going to play in the playoffs. I don't think they're that good. But, okay. and again, so, as I'm making fun of them, I'm mm -hmm. about to say that I think they're going to go to the Rose Bowl. Okay. But 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 there's a big difference in the, in the modern mm -hmm. era of college football between – I don't think they're a top four team, but I think they're a fringe top ten team. Okay. All right. Eight to twelve. All right. Yeah, sure. And again, the, that's the much problem, higher than most people have. Them. Okay, fair enough. But let's say all of that's true. Mm -hmm. All right, they're eight to twelve. Yeah, they've got a loaded team. Everything's lining up there. But eight to twelve isn't really what you want to be. Mm -hmm. Eight to twelve doesn't get you attention. Mm -mm. Eight to twelve is a stepping stone. What you want to be is in the playoffs. Right. You want to compete for the playoffs every right. year. You want to be Ohio State, you want to be Alabama, you want to be Clemson. Mm -hmm. You want to be some of those other teams in the SEC who compete at the highest level and have a chance oftentimes to be considered for a playoff scenario. If you're just setting the foundation, that's great. But you've still got to out-recruit SC mm -hmm. and you've still got to out-recruit Washington and you've still got to out-recruit Oregon only in your conference and Arizona then and Arizona absolutely then you got to out recruit Oklahoma mm -hmm. and you got to out recruit Texas and you got to out recruit LSU mm -hmm. and you got to out recruit a bunch of other programs that are trying to get into that into that location on a consistent basis as well you got to out recruit Texas A&M mm -hmm. you know so it's you know hey you're a foundation that's Texas fantastic. A and M a, t a team that you're you are not actually buying that's correct. into that's correct that 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 that's correct but I noticed um, as as you brought brought attention they are highly regarded in the preseason mm -hmm. and they last finished year and last year they were very good mm -hmm. you know their their season was very good so so what you have is three juggernauts in the current manifestation of college football mm -hmm. and, and and remember when ASU was doing this there wasn't a an evolved conversation about the 12-team playoff system, mm -hmm. which, by the way, I like. Right. Um, which I, I do, too. And uh, that's, that's maybe a tease for a future locked ooh, on. Ooh, very yeah, nice. Go ahead. Uh, but in, the, in, but in, a world, in a college football world where three of the four spots are consistently already spoken for, mm -hmm. Chances are pretty good Alabama's going to be in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Chances are pretty good Clemson's going to be in the playoffs. Chances are pretty good Ohio right. State's going to be in the playoffs. Right. So now you've got a bunch of teams that are good fighting for one spot. Laying the foundation doesn't get you into that game. Mm -hmm. Laying the foundation makes you competitive in your own conference. Right. But it's a conference that doesn't get any respect anyway. Right. You want to go out and you want to kick USC's ass. But you know what You want to go out and kick Oregon's ass. You want to go out and kick Washington's ass. So if you laid the foundation and believe in what it is that you can do, now you're tempted to do things that you probably shouldn't to get to that point. And I think, to me, that's, where, that's ASU's hubris. Mm -hmm. ASU went Icarus up into the sun. And now the wings have melted, and they're coming back down. That, that happens to a lot of teams trying to work their way into the upper echelon, and then they manage to find themselves ultimately pretty much where they were all along. I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction here. I think, while I agree with you, I don't think... 
Just because you're not in the national title cont uh, contention, though, doesn't mean to me that you're not headed where you want it to go. Because I believe that a lot of times to get to number four, you generally don't go from unranked to being in the top four. I think this was the stepping stone to something big in the next couple of years because then Herm can say, you know what, we just had a top 10 team out here. This is year three, year four, whatever the heck it is. Come be part of this up and you continue to build on that because again, we can be honest here, there's a power vacuum in the Pac-12 South. Clay Helton sucks. He's a terrible coach. Um, Chip Kelly has not been, I think, what anybody thought he'd be at UCLA. Certainly not what I expected him to be. Utah is very is big year for UCLA. Big this year. is an important year very, for UCLA. Very much so. Utah is tough, but you know there's a there's an upside. There's a there's a limited upside mm -hmm. with Utah. Utah's a nine win football team. Right, exactly. Uh, Utah is a little bit like Dick Tomey, um, and we're going to talk about. It's Dick an Tomey. absolutely legitimate comparison. It's been made before. It's accurate. Mm -hmm. In in the simplest of terms, Utah is more or less a Dick Tomey style. Arizona-era football team in the Pac-12 South, that doesn't get you into uh, playoff scenarios. Now, correct. Now, Arizona's been trash, obviously. Colorado, nobody. So th there was an opening right here. And even if you're 8-12, to 12, let's say you finish the year 13, you can go into next year looking, man, that was the jump that we were all selling you on. Next, this year, it's that that to me is kind of gone, and we're going to talk about that a little bit on the other side. We're also going to talk about a theory that you had come up with that I thought was an interesting theory about ASU and about the staff that Herm Edwards had put together. But before any of that, if Herm Edwards is going to get fired, you know what he's going to need? RockAuto.com. Because Herm's probably going to be heading back to the East Coast. That's where he's been living. And you know what? ASU's not on the East Coast. Phoenix not on the East Coast. And Herm strikes me as a guy that when he does drive, he drives. He doesn't get on a plane. He drives. And I think that, let's be honest here, he looks like a guy that's probably fairly good with the tools, maybe his own mechanic. RockAuto.com would probably be the place that Herm Edwards would go. You know, it's possible that even if you're driving to the East Valley, right. that you're going to need RockAuto.com. Mm -hmm. I would, I would certainly imagine that. I think that that's exactly what that is. That was the point where you were supposed to stop. I was going to do the little plug there, and you that would was assume be that I just it. didn't want to. You assume that. Do you I want just the last word on this no, rock auto? Assume that I just drop? didn't want to drive the staff into the oh. sand and tell you that uh, this is by far the best rock auto, rock auto rock. Com drop that we have but, ever had in the history of this program. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke, with John Schuster. All right, Schuster. All right, Luke. I'm going to... If I call you Shu, you call me Lou? That's <laughs> not Okay. But it, it, I've always thought you, it was too You syllable. always had an interesting point that I thought about ASU that's kind of unfortunate with the way that everything has kind of devolved here with, you know... Uh, some of the impermissible issues that ASU got, but just kind of explain exactly. Is what it, it the was. succession plan sort of CEO? The succession model plan, of, yes. Okay. Yeah, the right. succession plan, but at the same but, time bringing in, bringing in, empowering. Mm -hmm. I think is the right way. Yeah, I think that's fair. Of being forced into it. Go Herm ahead. Herm Edwards comes into ASU, and I think their athletic director, Anderson, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anderson and Edwards have a past. Anderson has kind of a CEO business model, corporate way of running the Arizona State Athletic Department, and that's what he wants to implement. He knows Edwards. He basically says, okay, my old buddy Herm, what do you think about 
laying it out like this. We're going to run this, in essence, like an NFL franchise. Mm -hmm. But in the process of that, Edwards, who is not young, says, okay, my point is to be a mentor. Right. I'm going to come in, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the head coach, but I'm going to delegate, and I'm going to let a lot of people around me do the things necessary that makes them head coaching material at a mm. bunch of other stops, and ultimately at ASU, mm. since this is where we're implementing this model along the way. And, and I think it was fairly clear the way that things were going is that there was, it looked like a successful model. Mm. It looked like there were a, a, lot, of, a lot of possible candidates who were getting good delegation opportunities that then gave them a chance to see if they could work and have and be successful in their own vision at their own program. While, I think in the process, Edwards, who who knows whether he was going to be here for five years or whether he was going to be here for 10, mm -hmm. was in a posi position where he could tell somebody who he specifically liked, okay, you're the next in uh -huh. line. You and, win enough to where it's almost the succession of, what do you think, Herm? And, and, and you get to that point where now you've got a program that just kind of clicks. And, and, and a lot of people for now many decades have believed that ASU is a program that can be successful on that level. A lot of those people have been proven wrong uh -huh. time and time and time and I time am. and time mm -hmm. again. This one looked like it was moving in a good direction. Right. I mean, clearly it was moving in a good direction. Right. Even with the results on the field up to this point, the potential that was staring at you from a recruiting class standpoint with Arizona State was like, holy bleep. This team is in position where they can, that one of these years, they're going to make a move here. Right. And if, they, and if they string that together with a good second year and then a good third year, now you've got problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happened instead, it appears here, is that they got too big for their britches. Mm -hmm. they, they, they weren't in a position to let this progress gradually like everybody else did. They wanted it now, mm -hmm. and they wanted to use, and it appears, they wanted to use COVID as an opportunity to get an inside track. In essence, to say to a bunch of kids, look, this is nonsense. You're in college. You're not going to get sick. Mm -hmm. Come on out here. Look at the campus. We're going to show you around. It's going to be really cool. Don't worry about, you know, all the other stuff that's going on. Mm -hmm. and, and if they can do that, their thought process, perhaps, was we can get a leg up on everybody right. else here. And, and, and if we have strung to end, and that helps us build basically into year three. So if we're good in year one, we string it together in year two, now all these cool kids we got right. in, in, where we took advantage of the COVID situation in year three builds us a legitimate program where we can be a problem in the Pac-12 South for the foreseeable future. And then Pierce can take his job somewhere else or be the successful successor mm -hmm. for Edwards. Or maybe they can reach out to Danny Gonzalez if he wins mm -hmm. to some degree at New Mexico and bring him back. Or there's somebody else on the staff who they really like because Edwards motivates very well. And now you've got a lot of pieces in place that can make ASU a very attractive football program for a lot of good recruits. Mm -hmm. Now, here's another question that I got for you. If you are... If you're ASU... And let's just say that, you know what, Mike Luke, who's been known for hot takes. Hot takes, by the way, is a term that I don't like using. I think it's incredibly overused. I think people just use it for, well, if, I, if you disagree with me, that's just a hot take. But let's just say that ASU does win the conference and all this stuff does come to pass that, you know what, well, Herm, shouldn't have been doing what you were doing. You were a little worm right there. What do you do if you're ASU? 
Let's say that ASU has a banner season, maybe the best season since, what, John Cooper, 95? That's probably about right. What do you do then? Do you basically give the middle finger to the NCAA? Do you, what do you do? I think a lot more schools are going to give the middle finger to the NCAA. Mm-hmm. The uh, issue becomes how strong is their athletic director in protecting Edwards and protecting the program. Mm-hmm. And in the process, how long is it before the NCAA right. even gets around to punishing them? Mm-hmm. for this you know I, I don't know what they're i remember listening to when you and kevin were doing your radio show over at 1290 some time ago and you were talking to our good pal brad alice mm-hmm. and brad was breaking down the arizona uh issues uh basketball issues and talking about how north carolina hadn't even been penalized and it was like seven years ago and there were right. a bunch of other schools out there that hadn't even been penalized yet so we don't know how long this damn thing's going to take right. so if you look at asu now it's it's brazen. Mm-hmm. It's something that doesn't look good. It's going to get them in trouble. What that trouble ultimately is, who knows, and how long down the road is it going to be? I don't have an answer to any of that. Mm-hmm. And but it's something that uh, you know. I, I in answer to your, I think your question's difficult. I think there's going to be an effort to protect Edwards if he wants to be protected at the top, uh, at least on the athletic department side. And that is going to give him a little bit of a buffer. But if things continue to unravel a little bit and you know work in that progression, then maybe it will be the type 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 of thing where they have to blow the whole thing up. But if you're but that becomes a very difficult case. If you win, now it's not this is not always the end all be all. But if you win and win big and things are looking good, generally speaking, you get a lot more wiggle and people can use a, a lot more hell of a lot more excuses mm-hmm. to let you get away with what you got away with. You can say, oh, you can, you know, let's use, let's use the Miller example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now nah, let's use Edwards. Ed- Edwards is a better example. He, he's the one specifically here. He didn't know. He delegates. Mm-hmm. He didn't know. Mm-hmm. It was his assistants who did everything wrong. He was to- all he was told as the head coach by an assistant, I got, a, you know, I got someone here I need you to talk to. And Herm says, you know, oh, where, where do I need to be? No, oh, okay, sure. I'll show up there and I'll be motivational and I'll do my, you know, I'll, I'll do what I need to do to close the deal. That's what recruiting is, isn't mm-hmm. it? For sure. You know, gen- generally speaking, so, so you could, if he wins this year, you can do the, he, he wasn't, aware of what was going on around him. Now, is that a lack of institutional control and is it going to get him punished by the NCAA? Yes. Mm -hmm. But is that enough to get him fired at uh, at ASU because ASU can make that that argument? Even though we all think that argument is crap, Mm -hmm. can they try to make that argument and their fan base is for it because you just want because you just won 11 and you went 11 and one mm-hmm. and you ended up playing in the pac-12 south you know representing the pac-12 south in the championship game maybe playing in the rose bowl yeah your fan base can look the other way on that sort of thing so i think i think even today where we're a lot more knee-jerk about who keeps their job and who doesn't mm-hmm. i think there's still i think there's still a possibility that if he has a good season it gives him more wiggle room to survive this if he wants to Well, and I'll tell you one thing. If you wanted to bet on Herm Edwards' survival, you would go to betonline.he. There would be absolutely no other place you would go. And you know what? If you considered it, you're doing it wrong. Betonline.ag is the place. And you know what? If you're a little tired during the day, probably consume a built Bar before you get on to betonline.he. That's where you need to go. And we'll be back with you. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.